Hey, it's Catherine here from Life House Church in Tokyo, and you are joining us for week two in our series, Closer to Honor. We're looking at honor. What is honor? What does it mean? Does it matter? Who deserves honor? So it's going to be an interesting topic. Come and join us the rest of the couple of weeks as we explore Closer to Honor. So I was a teacher for, in Japan for uh, two and three-year-olds for many years, and with two and three-year-olds, every day is a new adventure. And one day we went to the park with a whole bunch of kids and this little girl called Momoko, uh, she found something in the park on the ground and she was holding it in her hands like this so carefully and she wouldn't let it go, she was just holding it tightly and we had to walk back to the school, it was time for lunch and she wouldn't let it go, she just kept holding it tightly, walking all the way back to school with this, um, this thing in her hands. And we had to wash our hands and get ready for lunch. So I said, you know, Momoko, you know, we have to wash your hands. Can you give me what's in your hands? She's like, yeah, I have something for you. And she opened up her hands and inside was a dirty acorn. And so I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And I didn't think about it. I should have thought about it. But I just took this acorn and I threw it in the trash can. And Momoko looked at me like so shocked and so hurt. And at that moment, I realized that this acorn was very valuable to Momoko. She had been like looking after it the whole time at the park, carrying it carefully, and she had brought it to the classroom, especially to show me and her friends because she placed value on this. And I had taken the acorn and thrown it in the trash. And the moment I realized that, I got in the bin, yes, I got in the bin, and I took out that acorn, I made it clean, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Momoko. You know what, we're gonna show everybody your acorn. And I put it in a place of honor in the classroom. And all her friends were like, wow, that's so cool. They're looking at her acorn, and even when her mom and dad came, they had to come and look at this special acorn that she had found in the park. It was something that was valuable to her. Maybe the rest of us couldn't see its value, but this was something that she valued. So I want to ask you, what is valuable to you? Because honor is all about value. The definition of honor is to give weight to or place value on. So to give something weight or value in our lives, um, you know, you can see by somebody's thoughts and words and actions what they really value in their life. You know, what, what do they place value in? You can see um, that, you know, when God is first in our life, when we are honoring Him above everything, we give weight to His Word in our life. We, when we're putting number one, we see Him as the most valuable. We live our lives um, in honor of Him. You know, everything we do, is because we want to give weight to what God uh, says and does in our life. This means to honor. So to honor means to place value or give weight to. And the way the world looks at honor is kind of different to God's way. At the moment, more than ever, I keep hearing uh, the words canceled. This person is canceled. It's like the world's saying this group of people, they've done something wrong. They should be canceled. And this group of people, you know, they're worthy of honor. They're good people. We should reward them. This is how the world can see honor. But today we want to take a look and from a biblical perspective, through grace and truth lenses, we want to see how does God view honor and how do we live this? out in our lives. So what is valuable to God? What does God place honor on? You know what? God thinks people are valuable. People are valuable to God. In Romans 12 verse 10, it says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. So the Bible is saying that we should 
honor other people, place value on other people, and not just focus on ourselves, not just look to ourselves. And the ESV version, I love this, it says, outdo one another in showing honor. It's like if you're going to have a competition with somebody, have a competition about how much you show honor to that person. This is how God views people as valuable, and He wants us to honor people in the same way. In fact, one of the ways that we can honor God is by honoring people. And today we're going to take a look at how we can honor people and God through our serving. We can honor people through serving. And the best example of this is Jesus. He honors His disciples. And in the story we're going to read today, we can, we can learn so much from the way Jesus uh, portrays honor to His disciples. So it's before the Passover celebration. This was a Jewish festival that would take place annually. And uh, the disciples are all gathering together to enjoy a last meal together. And actually Jesus is in a few hours later, he's going to go to the cross where he's going to be uh, tortured and executed. And we know that he dies for our sins so that we could have eternal salvation and hope. So this is just hours before uh, he's going to be crucified and he has this really special dinner, a really important dinner with his disciples. And sitting at the table at the, with this dinner is one of the disciples, Judas. Judas had already secretly decided in his heart that he was going to portray Jesus. He was going to sell Jesus out for some money so that Jesus would be executed. And all these disciples are gathered here together for this last supper. And let's see what Jesus does. In John 13, verse 1 to 5, it says, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. So maybe this sounds kind of strange to you, but foot washing was actually a common practice um, in Jesus' day in the Middle Eastern culture. See, roads at that time, they were really dirty and people would walk around all day in sandals made out of rope and leather. So you can just imagine a combination of dirt and sweat and a long journey. And at the end of the day, people's feet would be really filthy and muddy. And so, you know, when you arrive at someone's house, it would be a common courtesy and an an action of generous hospitality to offer to wash uh, the person who's coming to your house, the guest's feet. This was common practice. So, you know, people would sit at low tables as well and their feet would be where you could see them and really visible. So it was really important that their feet would be washed. But in the Jewish culture as well, you know, feet are really disgusting and dirty and only the lowliest of servants would have the job to wash feet. And here Jesus does something incredible. He's the one that washes the disciples' feet. And it's a little bit like in, you know, Japanese culture. Think of that hospitality when you when you go to somebody's house and you take off your shoes and you put it in their genkan, the shoe area, and then they're going to offer you this great pair of shoes or slippers that you can wear so you can feel like you're an honest guest um, and you can feel comfortable that's what Jesus did for them he he showed them incredible hospitality in washing their dirty feet 
So, you know, before this, actually, before Jesus does this amazing serving act, honoring act towards the disciples, the disciples were having this argument about who was the greatest. Like, oh, you're the greatest. I'm the greatest. This is what makes a person great. And Jesus had spoken to the disciples before about this. He said, you know, be careful of the, the religious and political leaders. You know, they, they're doing everything just for show and they're making themselves look more important and more spiritual than everybody else. And these people walk around demanding that everybody respects and honors them. And if they're at the party, they're demanding that they have the seat of honor. They, they get the best place. They get the best food. And they demand that everybody greets them with these big fancy titles. And maybe, maybe you've seen somebody like that who's a, in, in a boss or leadership. Uh, but Jesus was saying in response to this behavior, this is what he says in Matthew 23, 11 to 12. It says, the greatest among you will be the one who always serves others. Remember this, if you have a lofty opinion of yourself and seek to be honored, you will be humbled. But if you have a modest opinion of yourself and choose to humble yourself, you will be honored. Jesus was saying to his disciples, if you want to be great, serve, seek to honor others others. Remember, God's ways are different to the world. You're not demanding honor, demanding respect, and making sure that you can be treated like the best VIP. But if you want to be great, and real greatness comes from this, is serving, honoring people through serving. And I love how Jesus uh, does this incredible example. I mean, He is Jesus. He's the amazing Jesus sent from heaven and if anybody would be the guest of honor and deserves to be the guest of honor at this dinner it would be Jesus and yet Jesus he doesn't demand that but he he washes uh, the disciples feet and he shows them what it is to be truly great you know humility is not thinking uh, less of yourself like oh I'm such a terrible person I'm 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 a worthless person but it's thinking less about yourself it's thinking about other people too right that's what real humility is is thinking about others not demanding honor but giving honor I love this line from the last supper story that we read earlier it says uh, in John 13 3 it says Jesus knew that the father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God so he got up from the table and began to wash the disciples feet Jesus knew who he was. It says here that he knew his authority. He knew he had come from the Father. He was secure in his identity. And it was from this place that he gets up from the table and he serves and he washes their feet. And, you know, that's, that's that's what serving is all about. Serving is serving from a place of value. You are valued and the person you are serving is valued too. You are both valuable. Serving doesn't make you less. Serving doesn't um, say that the other person is better than you. But it's like you serve from a place of security and value. Secure, serve knowing that you are loved by God. You are valued by God. Um, that's not in question. Your identity is not in question. It's from that place that Jesus served. And it's from that place that we can serve too. Understanding how valuable and important you are to God. Um, you know, in, in Japan and many other Asian countries, a culture of honor is something really important. And you see that around in a, in a good way and sometimes in a, in a negative way. A lot of emphasis is placed on honor. 
Like if you're talking to somebody who's older than you or um, you know, has been in the workplace longer, is superior to you, you even have to use certain language for them. You, know, you, can, you, can, you can't talk to them just how you feel like. You need to use honorific language to speak to them. And if you're having a, a meeting, there's certain things that you need to do um, to show them honor. Or if you go out to a meal, you, know, you have to make sure that you leave only last after the boss has left. You know, there's, there's all these kinds of things. Um, you know, the, the whole idea of superior, the, this is senpai, and that person is more important, and you're just the kohai, you're just the inferior person, and the, the inferior person is the person who's serving. But God doesn't see it that way. He says the person who is serving and the person who's being served are just as valuable and important to him. And this is how we should view honor. Serving doesn't make you less, and we can be secure as we serve. After Jesus has finished washing their feet, he says, he says to the disciples, And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. You know, we are encouraged to follow Jesus' example. You know, a, a person's last words before they die are really important, right? And Jesus, he, this is, like, think about the last thing you're going to say before you die, before you know you're going to leave. Uh, you want to make that time count, right? And this is what Jesus says to them. He wants them to remember this. He's lived his whole life to demonstrate this to the disciples. And before he leaves, before he dies, he wants them to remember this very important thing, is that he has served them and he wants them to go and serve others. We need to follow the example of Jesus. And of course, um, this example of foot washing isn't something that you need to take literal. This was a very cultural um, example and experience for that uh, particular era. But the heart of it is the same. The heart is to serve and honor someone. So think about what does that look like for you with in your workplace, in your family, in your relationships, with what you have and what you're able to do. How can you honor somebody through serving? I live in Philippians 2, verse 3 to 9. This is what Paul encourages uh, uh, the disciples, um, you know, as he looks at Jesus' life. He says, number, verse number 3, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of of others. You know, if we've received this love from God, then how can we hold anything back from people? If we've received all of this, we have to see other people as valuable, look to the interests of other people, being selfless, just like Jesus was. It says, this is the mindset that Jesus had from verse 5. It says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. You know, Jesus was God. If anybody could demand to be treated like a certain way, like a VIP or a king, it was, it could be Jesus, right? But he even right from the beginning comes as a humble baby. He comes as a humble servant to everybody. And, uh, you know, this is how he, he wanted us to see what he was like on earth. If, any, if there's anything we can know about Jesus, anything we can know about God, this is what Jesus showed us that he is like a humble servant to us. And it says that he even obeyed, uh, he obeyed the Father's will even to death on the cross. And it says in verse 9, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above 
every name. It's in Jesus' obedience and honoring of other people that God exalts him. It says because Jesus did all of this, he was honoring people, he was selfless, he was, he was obedient. Because of this, God exalted him. God gave him a lift. God gave him promotion. If you want godly promotion and to be entrusted with leadership, it comes from laying your life down for others. You know, next week, uh, we're going to talk about leadership a little bit more. Like what is a, you know, what is a real great leader look like? How does a, what does leadership look like? look like in the Bible. And that is somebody who lays their life down for someone else. You know, the world wants you to step on anybody else so you can get to the top. But the way of God says, you know, when you put the interests of others first, then God will exalt you. God will promote you. You know, honor is also so important because it's really powerful. You know, honor can restore and build value in a person. You know, the way the world sees honor is that somebody needs to do something worthy of honor. They need to do something honorable before you show them honor. But God says this is different. He says honor is a gift that we can give people. It is not earned, but it's a gift And we know this because God showed us honor. He gave us weight. He placed weight on us. He showed us that we were valuable before we had done anything to deserve or earn it when he came to die for us. It says in Romans 5 verse 8, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ did this. He died for us. Wow, even knowing that some of us would reject him and we would never choose him, Jesus saw us as valuable enough to show us honor and to die for us on the cross. Isn't that amazing? Like he did that first. So honor is a, is a gift. You know, uh, respect and trust, that is earned from somebody. But honor is a gift that we can give. And it doesn't have to do anything with somebody's uh, being worthy or valuable enough to, re- to receive it. You know, even Judas was at that dinner table and Jesus washed his feet. Have you ever thought about that? It wasn't like Jesus washed everyone's feet and he knew he knew that like Judas was going to betray him and then he looked at Judas' feet and he's like, nah, you can stay dirty. No, actually, Jesus washed all of his disciples' feet. He even showed somebody who was going to do something dishonorable, he showed them honor, even up to the last moment. Maybe he, he wanted Judas to remember um, and, and have a last minute like change of mind and a change of heart and change change the path that he was going to make. So remember, uh, honor is about placing value on someone. And in God's eyes, we all have value. Everybody that God made has valuable is valuable and is precious to God, even when we make mistakes. And I think a really great way to think about this is, I have an 1,000 yen note here. This money has some value, right? It's valuable. And if I take it to the store, even though it's on paper, this is valuable paper. I can hand it in and I can buy something in return that's of the same value for this. And you know, if I take this, this money and I go, crumple it up. Do you know what? That doesn't change the value of this note. This note still has value. And that's the same with people. Sometimes, you know, we can make mistakes. We, we make bad choices. We, we disappoint God. It's like, oh, you know, it kind of feels like we're getting crumpled up. Or maybe something's happened to us in our life that are out of our control. And we can feel like we've lost our value, you know, like we, we crumpled up. And no, that's, that's not the truth. The truth is that this still has value. You still have value and you're still worthy of being shown honor. God still values you and you are still worthy of people showing you honor and you showing others honor. 
In fact, I think the world really needs to know this kind of value and this kind of honor. I think there's so many people in the world who don't realize how valuable they are. And maybe they take it out on us by being, you know, uh, insecure and bossy and unkind or, or doing mean things. I think there's so many people who don't realize their value. But we have an opportunity as Christians in the way that we honor people with, who don't even deserve it, who honor people and place value on them, then they're going to see how valuable and precious they are to God. And that could be a game-changing moment for them when they realize, oh wow, I'm valuable. This person is showing me honor. Maybe maybe I, I do have a value and purpose. Maybe there is a God out there who values me. You know, the Bible instructs us to honor our parents, to honor our leaders and the government, to honor one another. And to honor somebody doesn't mean that you agree with them if they're doing something wrong or their sinful behavior. It doesn't mean that you agree with their politics or opinion. It's saying, I see that you are valuable because God made you and I'm going to honor you and, and show you that you are valuable because I'm valuable and you are valuable. And I want to encourage us to as Christians, to see this opportunity that we have in this world to show people how valuable they are. Because there's a lot of people who think that they're, they're feeling like this right now and they're thinking, I don't have any value. Uh, nobody, I'm not worthy of honor. Why would you honor me? Why would God honor me? I, I don't have that kind of value. Maybe you're watching here today and, and you feel like that. You feel like you're crumbled up and you have no value. But I want to remind you that you, know, that you haven't lost your value. God sees you as valuable. You are the most valuable and precious thing. He values people, remember? God still values you no matter what you've done. And uh, I want us to, to see every opportunity that we have every day in our workplace, in our family, uh, to see how can we show people that they are valuable in our word and in our actions with our serving. So if that's you today, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God would open our eyes to see the opportunities where we can serve and show people how valued they are. So thank you, God, that we are so valuable to you. I pray that you would help us to see the opportunities where we, where we can honor others and place value on them in the way that we serve them with our words and with our actions. And we pray that as we show people honor, it would even be life transforming for them where they can see that you love them and you have a plan and purpose for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there's one more group of people I'd love to pray with. Remember I spoke about Jesus going to the cross and dying for us? Even before He knew that we were ever going to accept Him, even knowing that some people will reject Him, before we even made a decision about how we feel about Him, Jesus died for you because He loves you. And anybody who decides to put their faith in Jesus can have uh, just that, that kind of God, God come and uncrumple, unwrinkle um, some of the things that have happened in your past, your mistakes, uh, the disappointments, the bad things that have happened in your life. When we invite Jesus to come into our life, He can unwrinkle that. He, lets, uh, he forgives us of our past and it takes us into an amazing future with Him. And all it takes is for you to say, yes, Jesus, I want to leave my old life behind and I want to follow after you. So if that's you today and you want to make that decision, I'm going to count to three in a moment. And by the time I say three, I want you to, to say, yes, that's me. I want to make that decision. So number one, God loves you and he has a plan and purpose for your life. Number two, you are valuable. And today you can make a decision to follow him. Number three, if that's you, say, yes, Jesus, that's me. I want to follow you today.
If that was you, I'm so happy for you. Well done. It's such a great decision that you made. Can I pray for you? Jesus, thank you for these people that have made a decision. I pray that you'd forgive them of their past. I pray that they'd even feel right now that guilt and shame leave their shoulders and that they'd see that you love them and have an incredible plan and purpose that you're going to lead them into. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you made the decision, why don't we pray this prayer together? It's going to appear on your screen. It says, Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Awesome. I'll see you next week for the next episode of Closer to Honor.